Hey friends, welcome to the Life with Chris and Tatum podcast, where each week we'll talk about practical and relevant topics to help you live a life of freedom and purpose. Thanks for joining us today. For more information, please visit lifefellowship.tv. And now let's tune in with Chris and Tatum. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today with Life with Chris and Tatum. Hey, guys. We are the pastors at Life Fellowship Church here in McKinney, Texas, and we release a new podcast every Wednesday. If you haven't yet, hit the subscribe button, and why not leave us a review? Hey, we wanted to give a quick shout out to all of you um, and just say thanks for sharing this on social media. Thanks for inviting your friends and your family to listen. And we are pumped about jumping into today's topic. All right. Today, we're going to jump into a topic that I've had so many people throughout the years ask me about. It's an area that I have personally struggled in, especially early in ministry. And uh, we're going to tackle the topic of how to live with confidence. And maybe today, honey, we may be uh, getting to some of these incredible mailbag questions yes. that people have. So answer in, your questions. a lot of inquisitive minds out there <laughs> on some really great questions. Fun ones. But let me just say this, when it comes to confidence, uh, you know me, honey, better than anybody else. And you know that I'm very Competitive. Very. There's a there's a theme that we have in our family. Our kids know it. It's it's the what we we chant our course with this, <laughs> and that is, I can't. <laughs> I'm sorry, but but we do we we chant this this uh, this statement yep. all the time. I cannot be defeated, and, and I, I will, will not, not quit. quit. I'm just I can't be defeated, yep. and I will not quit. It's a good motto we taught our kids when they were pretty little. Remember, they would always say it. Marching around the grocery store. We went to Puerto Rico, uh, Puerto Rico and we it's the only rainforest in all of America. Yep. Puerto Rico, oh. Beautiful. I love the, the province of uh, yeah. Puerto Rico. It's gorgeous. Un- unbelievable. And so- But while we were there- We went down to- uh, at the bottom of this rainforest is this yeah. waterfall. We hiked to this waterfall. It's like a three-hour hike all the long, way through this. Long walk. Anyways, the kids were young. They were four years old and six. So we had to hike three hours back out. And mm-hmm. they're whining and crying and complaining. And we just started chanting, we cannot be defeated and we will not quit. And we just- yeah. We made it a song. And it caught on. Oh, yeah. They we loved just it. marched all the way up, and it's it's always been our theme. But all that to say, honey, <laughs> you know I'm really uh, competitive, and that's been a theme that I've had in my life. And so when I was younger, when I first started off in youth ministry in Des Moines, there was an older lady in the church that came up to me that told me after I had said that, she said, you are so arrogant. And I actually responded back to her humbly, and I said, no. I'm not. I just know that God has my back. And even if things don't work here out on this earth, my affections are in heaven and we're going to be okay. I just have this thing on the inside that we cannot be defeated and we won't quit. Yep. That's why we can live with confidence. And that's why you, you're going to be able to win if your affections are in heaven. And so there's a massive big difference between confidence and arrogance. Amen. 
let's talk about that for a second. Okay. So when I think about confidence, especially as a believer, our confidence comes from from who we are in Christ. There's from, a peace that we have that yes. we are, and it's not in our our own strength and our own ability to do what we think we can do. It's in who we know our Father is, what God has called us to do, what He's equipped us to do. And so confidence in that way brings peace um, that truly is from the Lord, whereas arrogance is only about yourself as a human being, your own strength and your own will and your own determination, what you can make happen, not what the Lord can make happen. That's how I see the difference. Confidence is peace. Yeah. Yeah. In who you are, arrogance is insecurity with who you are. It's true. So think about this for a second. Who is the most confident person that you know? So think about it. And then whoever that person is or persons, what makes them confident? Yeah. And none of us want to be arrogant. Uh, Let's hope not. <laughs> you, you, we we want to be people that are filled with peace in confidence Yes, that comes. That we from can't the Lord. be defeated, and we will yeah. not quit. That our our affections are in heaven. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna win, because our our hope and our peace and our trust is in God. So let me submit to you some things that will uh, that confident Christians I maintain that that they realize. And here's the first one: confident Christians realize problems are coming. It's true. That's just reality. So when we think about, um, yeah, problems that it, even as believers marriage, you're going to face, in things, your kids, yeah. in your health, maybe your finances, you're going to have challenges at work. Maybe your car you, breaks down, you get a flat tire. You have a dysfunctional family. <laughs> All of these things happen, and are, we're not protected from because we're believers. It's just a reality of the earth that we live in, a mm-hmm. fallen world. Um, problems are going to come, but we can have confidence because. We have the Lord because of who He is. But when you have this realization that problems are coming, they happen. Yes, that when they happen, then they don't catch you off guard, and you're like, "Oh my goodness, I must not be doing things right." Yeah, it's called life. Everybody, yes. everybody goes through problems. We go through storms and situations. Yeah, and I believe that the devil always attacks before God promotes. <laughs> it's true. Problems wanna... are coming. Yeah, yeah, it happens. I was going to say I wanted to share a verse because. Um, it's there's so much comfort in <laughs> in knowing that because we're believers, this is what we can expect in life. We have all the promises of God, but we also know in John sixteen thirty three it says, "Have I not told you um, this, so that you'll have peace of heart and mind? Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows." Oh, wait a second, wait. Jesus is saying here, "I promise you that you yeah. will." That's an absolute. You yeah. will have many trials and sorrows. But then he says, "But cheer up." For I have overcome the world. Problems are coming. And let me just say this to you as well. Uh, if you're going the same way as the devil, don't be surprised if there's nothing going on. He's not going to attack people that are going the right way. The he, wrong way. The, yeah, the wrong like with way. with him. <laughs> yeah, the wrong way with him. Yeah, yeah. But if you are living for God and you're moving yeah. that direction, it's when you're. Don't be surprised that storms yes. are going to be raging. You're fighting to build the kingdom of God. You're fighting to change uh, the trajectory of your future and your family and and really um, walking out the promises that God has given to you, then the enemy's going to attack. So one of my practices that I do is that when I feel the enemy coming against me like that, I actually verbalize it. I vocalize it. I say, 
I actually say this out loud. I say, thank you. And I'm talking to the devil because you know that as believers, we can talk to the devil. We're not have to have a conversation with him, but we, we are to talk to the devil. And I just say, thank you so much for this, because this is the greatest compliment in my life, because you wouldn't be attacking me unless I was going and making a difference yeah. for the things of God. Yeah. I just, I just put it out there. In fact, I, re- I read this quote, and I love this. Running away from your problems is a race that you'll never win. I'm going to say it again. Running away from your problems is a race you're never going to win. So don't run away from them. Realize they're coming your way. It's called life. It's called you've got an enemy of your soul that wants to kill, steal, and destroy in your life. And you don't have to be afraid of that. You know, I think because of... um, as, as believers, for those of you who are listening, that your hope really is in the Lord and you're secure in that, it's uh, it shouldn't cause fear. It's just knowing, uh, you know what, the Lord said this is going to happen, but cheer up because he's overcome the world and he is fighting for you. Confident Christians realize that whatever the problem is, God's going to work it out. He will make a way. No, but that yeah, he, he, he will, will make, make a way. A way yeah. But so so anything that hits hits us, we can just be filled with confidence. Yeah, God's got this. Yeah, it didn't catch him off guard. Yep. Uh, twenty twenty didn't catch God off guard. Yeah. Uh, when you find out something happened with your kids, you know, maybe physically in their body. Yeah. It may be a shock to you, but it didn't catch God off guard. Yes. When you get laid off from from work, it didn't. Catch God. Or your dishwasher and your washing machine breaks in the same month. You're like, how? Or am we I had gonna... our dishwasher. <laughs> no, we had that happen. And our refrigerator. Yeah, and remember, then we had something wrong with either our washer or dryer. Yeah, all that. All in like six weeks, and then the guy comes and repairs the dishwasher and cracks the wood in our furniture and breaks the cabinet. It was like, but these are first world problems, you know. I know, but yet in the (laughs) time, it still is overwhelming. You can think, how many things can break that are big major appliances at one time? You know what? The Lord knows and sees, and um, you're it's he is well able to help you get through it. Second Thessalonians. 316. This is absolutely powerful. Tatum, why don't, you, why don't you read this? Yeah, it says, May the Lord of peace himself give you his peace no matter what happens. The Lord be with you all. Isn't that That's beautiful? Yeah. I mean, that's just beautiful. Yeah. The Lord's going to give you peace that no matter what happens, the Lord's going to be with you. So uh, I, I was thinking back to uh, a moment that it was... About 11 years ago, almost right now, 11 years ago, it probably happened, uh, well, it happened two months ago, two months from now. It happened in March of 2010. What? Uh, I had, uh, I've asked, I asked dad, I was a youth pastor, an associate pastor in uh, Frisco. We were part of a church plant. We had been there, what do you think, hon, at that time, about three years. We had done all the setup and teardown establishing a church. We bought land, we built a building, Mm -hmm. and we now were hosting youth services there instead of in homes. Because remember, we used to have like, Mm -hmm. we did simulcast. I would be at one home and we would satellite it to all kinds of other homes. We had all over North Dallas with teenagers. And now we finally have our first building we've ever had in this role at, at the church in Frisco, which is a a city not too far from from where we're at right now. And uh, I remember I asked dad to come out and speak. 
And so I had my dad come on out. Him and I sat in a chair, two chairs up there, and I just interviewed dad. And man, the kids loved him. Dad's got his doctorate of theology, brilliant theologian, pastor, just incredible. And I remember after the service, I took him to Chili's because there's that Chili's there uh, down by El Dorado next to the Target. And I remember I sat down, I said, dad, what is... What's one thing that you've learned in the last 60 years? And dad was probably about 60, 60 at the time, 58. And he, I'll never forget what he said to me. He said, Chris, he said, don't sweat problems. Hmm. No matter how large they are, no matter how s- small they are, God's bigger. And he said, so many people get bent out of shape by, by their problems. Yeah, and he said, you know, in 40 plus years of ministry, he said, you have no idea how many sleepless nights I've had because of, you know, are we going to be able to pay the bills and building projects? And these people are mad at me or this situation didn't go how I was expecting yeah, it to go. Yeah. I mean, you can just imagine. It's called life. All kinds of things going on. And he said, when I look back and I think about everything that I've been through, don't sweat the... God came through yeah, on all of it. Don't sweat the It's this problems. verse that we just read that no matter what happens, God will be with you. And he said, everything that I worried about, yeah. it was a waste of time because God, he smoothed the waters. So, hey, Good everybody. Advice, yeah. I, I want you to hear these words from my dad. Don't sweat the problems, no matter how big or how small. So when you don't get the job, when, you, when your friend betrays you, when you, when you lose your phone, when you go through difficulty at work, or maybe you're going through just tension with your kids or your spouse, don't sweat the problems. Understand that God's going to be with you. And confident Christians, they have that deep on the inside yeah, of them. You can have peace even in the midst We're of it. We're going to be all right. Even in the midst of it, yeah. It's not fun. It's painful. Yeah. But and it's it, not always easy. But you're not going to sink. You you're can, not going yeah. under. You're, you're going to make it. And I need you to hear that today. No matter what's going on, you're going to make it. Keep taking one step in front of the other. Amen. Hold your head up high. Walk with confidence. Amen. Cool. All right. Here's the second one. The second one is don't fear people. Whoa. Fear of man. This is a big one. Confident Christians don't fear people. Yeah. And here's why. Read, read, read this scripture. Here's why. Okay, so Matthew 10, 28 says this, don't be afraid of people who can kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Jesus said this. He said, don't be afraid of people. Yep, they can kill your body, but they cannot kill the soul. The only one you should fear is the one who can destroy the soul and the body in hell. Boy, that's just- That's a good word. It's refocusing our- Yeah, what really matters. Well, no, it, 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 I wouldn't say what matters. It, it would be you, you are refocusing on where, uh, uh, who's well, really the one is, that's in charge. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what really matters. Yeah. Not what people think, but what the Lord thinks. That is what matters. Yeah. So when I was, uh, it was years ago, uh, I, I, w- I w- actually went out to Los Angeles. There's a great pastor there. He used to be called uh, America's pastor. He's, uh, again, much older now. In fact, his name is Tommy Barnett. Tommy was the one that was preaching years ago that T.D. Jakes had a church of about 150 people, 200 people, and he couldn't grow it, and he was about to give up on ministry. Wow. And he went to a service where Tommy Barnett was preaching, and God so used Tommy and so impacted T.D. Jakes that he said, you know what, I'm going to give ministry 
another chance. Another chance. Yeah. I'm going to go at it again. And the rest is history with, with T.D. Jakes. But Tommy Barnett, God gave him this dream to create and build what's called the Dream Center. Yeah. And now there's Dream Centers all over the world. There's Dream Centers here in Dallas. Uh, you name any major city, there's Dream Centers. And Tommy Barnett's the one that had the first dream for it. And what they did is they went into the inner city of Los Angeles when all the police officers and kind of the government are kind of moving away from that because of the because of all the, the gang crime, influence the and just yeah. I mean it was it it was dangerous. I mean your your life could be in jeopardy going down in that place. And he bought a old uh, hospital. Yeah. And our teenagers have been there. I've been there before. And they you know they like retro, retrofitted yeah, it and they it. turned it into like a they turned the hospital into a hospital for the inner city of Los Angeles. And all these prostitutes started coming off the street and getting saved. Yeah. There was druggies that got clean. Homeless Gang people. members. Yep. Yeah, they, 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 they walked away from their gangs. They found a new gang, and it's called the, the Brotherhood of, of Christianity. <sighs> and all these people started getting changed, and they started like cleaning up all the graffiti. They started going through the neighborhoods, mowing the neighborhood. I mean, it's like a transformation began yeah, to happen. Yeah, block by block, downtown LA. And so the gang members... So they were making such an impact mm -hmm. that the gang members themselves actually, they saw their their bottom line drying up. People weren't buying drugs. They weren't able to sell the, the girls in prostitution. They, they, it was all drying up because mm -hmm. of Tommy Barnett and what was going on here. And I love the story because they sent him a, uh, a death threat. Mm -hmm. And it said, if you don't stop doing this, we're going to kill you. And I love Tommy Barnett's response. I will never forget it. It's one of the greatest responses. And he wrote back to these guys, all these gang members, and he said this. He said, hey, guys, don't tempt me with thoughts of heaven. Yeah. I love that. That's and the reason awesome. why is because he wasn't fearing people. Yeah. He was fearing God. Yeah. Jesus said, don't be afraid of people. Be afraid of of God, and we don't really need to be afraid of God in that sense. But there needs to no, be this. No, but there was this like sense of security in Him knowing who really was protecting Him, who really was fighting for Him, and it wasn't people He was concerned with. He cared much more about the call that God had on His life and the Lord putting Him in that place at that time. So, yeah, I think awesome. that too many of us uh, we're not living our dreams because we're living our fears. In fact, let me say that again. I think that too many times we're not living our dreams because we're living our fears. And the fear of man is crippling us. The, people are trying to push you in a corner and they're trying to limit. And confident Christians know, I don't need to fear people. I need to be pleasing one person. And that's yeah. God Almighty, the and, one true living God. Yep. I was just going to say... What is it that the Lord is asking you to do? You know, not um, not people. And too oftentimes, I think we care so much, or at least I'm, maybe I'm the only one here today <laughs> that says I. You, we can care so much about what people think and be concerned with um, if we meet the expectation of humans or the criteria that they may have for what they think we should be doing or shouldn't be doing when really what matters is what is the Lord calling you to do? What is God asking you to do? Where is he leading you? Um, and then, you know, when he calls you to do it, when he asks you to do it, he's going to equip you to do it. Don't be afraid of what people say or are going to say, be more concerned with what the Lord says and just doing what he is asking of you. It's so, massively important. Yeah. And that, that fear of man 
will cripple you, that you won't take those steps. You will, you'll be focused on trying to please people to do what they want. Yeah, rather than than what God is doing, what God and your purpose to do. Yeah. And confident Christians have their focus on what matters. They're, they're, They're thinking what is. Yeah. The Bible says in Hebrews 13, 5, and God says this to you today. I love this. He says, I will never leave you. I will uh, I will never leave you. I will never forget you. So don't forget. Don't don't fear people. Don't 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 fear them. Understand that God is with you. I want I want to say this one more time and and then I want to go to some some mailbag questions today, okay. honey. But too many of us are not living our dreams because we're living our fears and we're fearful of people. We're feel fearful of the future. We're fearful of the unknown. Yeah. And God says, hey, you don't need to fear. Yes. I'm right there with you every step of the way. Step out. And even though the enemy wants to come against you and attack you and problems happen and storms rage, you're not going to sink. You're not going down, baby. You're going to rise above. Because, hey, everybody, I cannot be defeated and I will not quit. Some of you need to make that the mantra of your week. I can't be defeated and I will not quit. Yeah. Add it to your motto. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, okay. honey. We have some mailbag questions, and today we wanted to be able to uh, mailbag, mailbag. We want to address some of these topics today, and these are some good ones. These are these are kind of fun. And like- thank you to so many of you that are sending these in. And if you have a question for us to answer, uh, send some more. Email us at info at lifefellowship TV. Okay, All right? and then you they hear f- that, guys. Okay, then they'll Send forward, they'll forward we'll, those questions we'll to us. Yeah. All right. Uh, this is a this is a fun one, and then I'll then I want to answer one that's a, got a little bit more meat on the bones. But tell us your most embarrassing moment, Tatum. Do you have one, babe? No, you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mine's really embarrassing. I got okay. I got. Be, let me tell these <laughs> before I forget. I might need to write these down. Because I'm just looking at these questions now. All right. So here. Uh, don't write it down. Just talk. No, so I don't forget. Honey, you're not that old. We're right here. Okay. You, well, do you want? Okay, go. No, I'll just tell, I'll just tell one. It, yeah. Okay. So I was about to sit down and do a counseling session. I remember this. I was yeah. actually in the room setting yeah. it up for you. So I was about to do a counseling session <laughs> with, with a couple, and they had been going through some real difficult challenges in their marriage. Yeah. I mean, it was going to be intense. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm talking about intense where like the whole room, you just know this, this is going to be, this is going to be a tough one. And so I'm getting ready. They're about to walk through the door. Yeah. I'm about to, uh, to, to meet with them. And, uh, you sat down here, here when they came in the room and I greeted them and I had them sit down when I sat down, I don't know what happened. But my pants split <laughs> right up the middle. <laughs> you you heard it right when it happened. I, you I told barely me the story. heard it, but it was like a full on. Oh, it must be at least like a probably about an eight to ten inch split. Oh, Chris! Right in the middle of the crotch. Yep, right there. And so, <laughs> is it okay? So now? here I am. <laughs> I said that. (laughs) 
Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah. your pants tore in the seam. Yep. And so I, 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 w- I was able to make it through it, but I was. You sat like, didn't you have to sit? I sat with sideways your legs? from. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Yes. Tell, tell me more. <laughs> I'm telling it all. Yeah. Uh, oh goodness. And but that could, that it was embarrassing for me. They didn't. They didn't know. Did you get up and walk them out with your ripped pants? I did. I did. You and just kind of shuffled as you walked. Just a little- <laughs> <laughs> all right. Awesome. So. Okay. Which is why we always, I tell our our team before they go up on Sundays, our worship team, I'm like, zipper check, you zipper gotta check. You got to check those things. I do it too, to make sure that when I'm telling jokes, which are hilarious on Sundays, oh, yeah. people are laughing at the jokes and not that much. Not you. Zipper's down. So go ahead. And then I'll, I'll say this other one. Okay. I'm going to tell mine quickly, but mine also has to do with something ripping. So. What? What is when this? When Chris and I, maybe like 10 years ago, our very first summer that we were pastors here at Life Fellowship, Chris um, was doing a wedding for a couple in our church's daughter who was getting married. She had an outdoor wedding and he was presiding over the ceremony and the kids and I went with him. And on the way to the wedding, we're driving in the car. He's the owner of the Richardson Bike Mart. Sure. Yep. (laughs) And we're driving in the car and um. My makeup bag like fell out of my purse and rolled forward like on the floorboard. And I bent over to pick up the makeup bag. And right when I bent over, we were stopping. And so then my seatbelt locks. You know how your seatbelt like catches and you can't really bend as far as you want. And so you never know when that's going to happen, right? So I go to reach with a little bit of force, but now there's even more force because the seatbelt locks. And I heard like a like a little tear sound, <laughs> but I'm in a dress. Uh-huh. I didn't really know what happened. And we, whatever, I didn't know anything happened actually. We get to the wedding. We're like an hour and a half early, at least an hour and a half early. Chris has to take pictures and da da da, whatever. So I'm here with the kids an hour and a half early and we roam around meeting all the people, talking with all the people, doing all the things for an hour and a half. Then I sit down in the very back row, me and the kids, the wedding happens, the wedding finishes. You know, you stand, you sit, you stand, you sit, all these moving things. So the wedding comes to an end and I stay seated and wait for Chris He so we can walk together. And when I turn around to walk with my husband, like two and a half hours later after I've been there, Chris, you said to me, Tatum, you have a rip in the back of your dress like it was right like in, it was big it, and it was in a right on my rear yeah the seam of the dress had ripped down the center <laughs> and i had walked around for like two hours or two and a half hours my children never said a thing they were like eight and ten years old or something no one even said anything i never knew and i was mortified we went to the reception and i like tied a jean jacket around my waist it was awesome <laughs> It's amazing that it was, you pointed out an embarrassing moment that has to do with your pants ripping and, and yeah, that's embarrassing, especially when you don't like you knew and no one really saw it. Yeah. For me, everyone probably saw it and I didn't know, and that is worse. That's bad. Uh, anyway, it happens to all of us. I don't know what to say about that. Let's go on to the next question. <laughs> all right, one one last question. Um, that's the. Uh, how about this? Uh, how do I discover God's purpose for my life? How do I discover God's purpose for me? And so let me let me answer this question here. Uh, I think 
This is one of those questions. This that is a good one. Everybody's wondering. Everybody wants to know. You want to know. You need to know. How do I discover my purpose? Why yeah. am I here? And I think one of the best ways to begin to, to discover it is to go on an exploration. Yeah. So uh, the way I, I say it is like this. You know, I'm, I'll meet with uh, with folks and they're, you know, how, how do I know? What, what do I do? And I constantly tell them, go try it out. Everyone wants to know exactly the pinnacle of what yeah, it is. Like the specific will of God. And oftentimes you and don't you start And you will never there. know it. To, I promise you, you yeah. will never know that right off the bat. You'll discover it as you begin yeah. exploring. So uh, I tell people, get involved in the youth ministry, get involved in the prison ministry, get yeah. involved as a, as a greeter and get involved in... Uh, as a life group leader. Start uh, somewhere, start, basically, you're saying. Start in all these different start, areas, and what you're yeah. going to discover is, you know what? <sighs> Greeting is just not my deal. Yeah. But man, something happens when I'm leading a group in life groups, and man, just things are, are, are growing. And man, I just love being around these teenagers. There's just something about it. And what you're going to begin to note is that there's certain things that uh, your, your heart will gravitate to with excitement and other things that you tried it out, and you just go... You know, that's, no, that's, that's just not, really not yeah. me. Yeah. And so you begin to discover your purpose by... Starting broad. Can I say that? I'm filling in your words. Starting start broad. broad. And have the understanding that you're not going to be able to start off immediately in You won't your hit the target right away. And You'll in fact, start. I would say it like this. I, I even am of the mindset that uh, there in the beginning, there are like a number of things that you can be doing that yeah. you are in the center of God's will for your life. Sure, yeah. But the more uh, mature you become, the uh, the longer you walk with God. So for instance, me, uh, I would be out of God's will for my life if I was not pastoring and instead I was in another area of, of ministry. Yeah. Because it's not what God has called. I know this is... Yes. This is the area. And so, so, go ahead. I was just going to say, so for us, even starting out, when you knew, Chris, at like 17 years old, I have a call of God in my life. I know ministries in my future. You didn't initially know or think, oh, I'm going to be pastoring a church one day. You know, ministry, it's broad. It's, you start like that. And then for a period of time, I feel like it's Oh, first, for me, evangelism, was, and then you thought. Well, I went into my school and I was leading, you know, helping lead things that were, you know, school clubs, Bible studies, Bible and studies, da, da, da. And, yeah. And I would, I would rally the, the my, my my friends around, you know, different events, you know, and I I'd help and serve wherever I could. Yeah. But again, you're never going to know right off the bat exactly the pinnacle of what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So You'll don't be afraid it. to do something. So go Start try somewhere. It. Just, Listen. Yeah. If it doesn't work, don't sweat it. Yeah move on. And what you might discover is, wow, that completes me. That's And there's usually like a quickening in your heart or something that you like dream about. It's really easy for you to talk about. You could sit down and explain, go on and on and on and on and on about your heart and your passion, your desire for this one area or this one thing, because God's given you this, holy cow, I'm so excited when I see this or hear about this. You just, that. So go on an explore. How do you discover? Go on an exploration. Yeah. Step out. Don't wait for God to tell you you're going to do exactly this. Start doing things, and God will begin to confirm it. Number two, there's going to be people that are going to confirm what they see in you. Wow, you really have a great knack at leading people. Wow, you have a great knack at 
you yeah. know, uh, making people feel warm and welcome. Wow, you really have have uh, leadership on the inside yeah. of you. Wow, you're you, a great teacher. Man, look you're at the way that you can, with... you know, you can cook and prepare things and your attention to detail and hospitality. And uh, you're going to have yeah. other people begin to notice things and begin to confirm. And what you want to be aware of are those that God has placed in your life as mentors that what are they saying about... Uh, what they see in what you. What they see in yeah, you. Yeah, the gifts they see in you, the talents that they see in you. And oftentimes, like you've heard us say before, uh, sometimes those things seem so natural to you because you think it's not really a talent, it's just what I like, or it's just fun to me, or whatever. Usually that is related to a gift and oftentimes a purpose on your life because it comes, if you have this really inquisitive entrepreneurial mind and you just see things and create things and you understand how things work together, you know, God may have this entrepreneurial call in your heart and he's gifted you in it. So last thing that I would say is this, that if there's an area in your life of pain, a lot of times your pain is an indicator of the purpose that God has called you to go fix. So there are people that they grew up um, in foster homes and now there's this, you experience yeah. a lot of pain in that growing up. And now there's this thing on the inside of you saying, hey, I need I need to change. I want to make a difference in that. that area. There are those yeah. that you've been through just terrible divorces. Mm-hmm. And God always wants to take that, that pain and turn it into a purpose for your life. And so maybe you went through a bad thing in your teenage years and it's just tough. Yeah. Those make some of the greatest youth leaders on the planet. Yeah. And so be aware of where your pain is at. Listen to those that have uh, mentorship and accountability that that you that you that give oversight to that you, you and know see, and yeah, you trust that that are speaking into you. Yep. And then go on an exploration. And who cares if you fall down? That's yeah. the only time that we don't learn. be afraid of falling down. You just get back up. There you go. Well, hey everybody, I hope that you you do that. And remember this: you cannot be defeated, and, and you, you will, will not, not quit. quit. So I hope you have a great rest of your week. We're going to pick up on the rest of this How to Live with Confidence. Yes. There's a a lot more that we're going to talk about next week. we're going to dive into it. All right. So hope hope you guys have a great rest of your week. God bless you all. Bye-bye. Bye. 